Welcome to another episode of Happy Without Medicine. I'm so thankful that you are here, that you're joining me, listening to this episode. And if you have been listening from the very beginning, you've been loyally checking out the episodes, I want to use this opportunity to say a very, very, very big thank you. I really appreciate you. And if you found that the podcast has been valuable and helpful in any way, One thing that I ask of you is to please give it a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts because when you review it, it allows other people to find the podcast and learn a lot of things that you're learning and get inspired the way that you're getting inspired. Thank you for all the messages on LinkedIn. Thank you for all the comments. Thank you for the DMs on Instagram. I appreciate all of you. And I want to ask you, Going into the topic of the episode, do you ever have days when you wake up feeling grumpy or you wake up feeling off? I mean, the day hasn't even started yet and you're already irritable, you're annoyed at everything and everyone, or maybe you wake up feeling sad and frustrated because it feels like nothing in your life is going right. And on top of that, throw in the feelings of loneliness and isolation because It also feels like nobody around you really gets what you're going through. Nobody really understands. We all have off days. Some would even call them bad days. And in this episode of Happy Without Medicine, I'll be sharing some tips to prevent the spiral of negativity that can often happen on days like this, off days or bad days. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Happy Without Medicine, and I'm your host, Dr. Yuandi, a medical doctor, therapist, and a fierce advocate for your happiness. My mission here is simple, to help professional women just like you create a life you're excited to wake up to. It's time to make the happiness you feel on the inside match the success others see on the outside. Let's get started. Let's be honest, we all have bad days. I mean, yes, you're doing all this work and learning all these things about finding happiness and creating a life that you're excited to wake up to, but it's unrealistic to think that even though you're doing all this work, that you're never, ever, ever going to have a day when you feel off or when you don't really feel like your best. We're all human and we're all constantly pushing up against the weight of stress, against the weight of burnout, against the weight of, you know, finding meaning and purpose in our lives. We're always pushing against this state of moodiness and darkness in some cases. And whether it's, you know, anxiety, depression, all of these things can be quite draining. Putting in the work to push back against these things can be quite draining. And for some of us, these feelings of being off may last a few hours. For some of us, it may last a couple of days, maybe even a few days. But if it's feeling like these dark days, these days where you're feeling moody, irritable, angry, if it's starting to feel like the days are turning into weeks, then that is an indication that you should be seeking professional help. And although this podcast is here to educate and inspire, it definitely does not replace seeking professional help. The truth is, though, having said all of this, 
is that maintaining a positive state of mind takes work. And for some of us, it takes more work than for other people. I mean, it's just like your physical health. Your physical health requires intentionality. It requires you putting the work to maintain a healthy diet, to exercise, and other healthy habits that are required to stay fit, right? Your mental health demands the same level of intentionality. I remember once I had a client who, you know, she was saying to me, like, she was like, you know what, I really find it frustrating and it's not fair that I have to put in all this extra work just to keep my mental health in a good state, just to stay happy and to put the anxiety and my stress and my worry at bay. And I just used that opportunity to explain to her that all of us, all of us have to put in some effort to stay positive because the odds seem to be stacked up against us when we look around us and see what's going on in the world. It can get really discouraging and really overwhelming, but we need to do what we can to prevent that onset of negativity from overtaking us and overwhelming us. Going back to the analogy of your physical health, I, you know, I would say to my clients, my patients, anyone who's asking me why it seems so hard for them compared to other people. If there's a history of diabetes or high blood pressure in your family, obviously you have to be more careful than someone who does not have a history of diabetes and high blood pressure. You have to be extra careful about what you're eating. You have to be extra careful about managing stress. You have to be extra careful about your exercise, right? Same thing for mental health. If you're predisposed to anxiety, if you're predisposed to feeling worried all the time or getting overwhelmed or feeling stressed, you really need to pay attention to all these things that are required. You need to put in the work to help suppress that, or maybe not suppress that, but, but prevent stress and anxiety and worry from overtaking you. And so As I said, we all have bad days. We all have off days. And as usual, I'm going to be giving some practical tips that have been helpful for me personally. And they're tips that I are evidence-based, tips that I also share with my clients that they have always come back to me to give positive feedback on and feedback to, to say that it has been helpful. And so the first tip that I want to share with you is, again, going to our basic fundamental human need of getting enough sleep, getting enough hours of sleep and enough hours of good quality sleep. Like I said, it takes energy to do the things that are required to challenge your thoughts and identify your emotions and label them and analyze them and question them. That takes a lot of cognitive work. It takes mental work. And if you're tired, you're not going to have the energy to question the thoughts that you're having, to try to look at things from a different perspective. All these things that are helpful in keeping negativity at bay. If you're physically tired, if you're mentally drained, if you don't have enough energy in your system, you won't be able to do these things. And the tendency is just to let things go and let the the negativity overwhelm you. Many of us have an inner voice. Uh, Sometimes we call it an inner critic right? I like to call it a drill sergeant sometimes. And whenever that inner critic comes, it tends to be more intense when you're tired because you don't have the energy to challenge it and address that voice, the voice that might be telling you that you're weak, that you're a failure, that you're not good enough, that you know that nothing ever works out for you. 
all of those negative thoughts, that inner critic, that inner drill sergeant, that inner pessimist, it's going to be more intense and it's going to stay around longer when you're tired. So really getting enough sleep, really getting enough quality sleep is going to be so important when it comes to your mental health and when it comes to pushing up against the stress, worry, anxiety that is threatening to overwhelm you and threatening to cause you to spiral into a series of bad days. The second tip that I want to share, and this is probably one of my favorites, is to practice daily gratitude. And there's no question, there's no question based on the studies that have done that gratitude is it's so beneficial. In fact, I'll link in the show notes to an article that lists about, I think, I think it was 28 benefits of gratitude that have actually been based on research studies. So the nice thing about this article is it actually will link to the research studies that prove these different benefits of gratitude. So people who practice gratitude have been shown to sleep better. And we talked about sleep in the first point, right? They're more resilient. So they're able to go with adversity. They're able to manage adversity. They're able to manage stress a lot better than people who don't practice gratitude. They have stronger relationships. They're more patient. Uh, They have better decision-making skills. And overall, they're just in a better state of health. And so like I say, I'm going to link to the article that lists all these benefits that have been proven by studies, these benefits of gratitude. Gratitude works. There's no question. I mean, even anecdotally from my experience and the experience of my clients, gratitude does work. But I'll get (laughs) the occasional person who will say, you know, I've tried gratitude. It doesn't work. It just feels like I'm listing the same things over and over and over again. But I want to say that there is a specific technique to practicing gratitude. You can't be vague with the things that you're being grateful for because it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. You're not evoking the memories. You're not evoking the emotions. You're not releasing the hormones, the neurotransmitters, dopamine, serotonin, those neurotransmitters that are known to put you in a good mood if you're just saying, I'm grateful for my job, I'm grateful for my house, I'm grateful for my spouse, (laughs) right? That doesn't work. It's too vague. You have to actually go into detail. So I'll give an example. This past week, one of the things that has been putting me in a bad mood has a lot to do with changing policy around work, right? And so I've been really annoyed and irritated by the things that are happening. And so not to bore you with details, but driving into work, A couple of days ago, I was just feeling really frustrated, really annoyed by some email exchanges that have been going back and forth. And I was just really annoyed. So I caught myself because I could feel the spiral happening. And I started to say, you know, instead of complaining about the way medicine is changing, you know, I was sort of thinking about all the negative things that were happening in the field of medicine. But I caught myself. I'm like, no, you're going in today to see patience. I need to change my attitude. And so what did I do? I started to go into gratitude for my career. And I started to get really nitty gritty about the things I was grateful for. I put myself back in 2006 when I was getting ready for med school, when I got my acceptance letter, when I did my interviews my first day of class, all those memories. I started to get goosebumps actually thinking about it. I thought about 
you know, how I went to Winnipeg for my emergency medicine fellowship, a very competitive fellowship. I was just so grateful that I had that opportunity. I was grateful that I was able to then change after almost a decade of doing all of that change into the field that I'm in, which is psychotherapy and mental health and how excited I am every time I sit down and I have a conversation with my patients and just even the transformations that they get, I really started to, and I just started to smile and I just started to, my, I could feel that gray cloud shifting away when I took my focus off of the email exchanges that have been happening (laughs) onto my journey in medicine and how it's just blossomed into this life, this career that I'm so excited about and so happy with. And so when I came into work that day, it was an obvious shift. It was a very big difference to how I had woken up and how I'd felt for the first part of my drive, very different, 180 degree turn to when I actually came and sat down in my chair. So you have to be that specific. You know, when you're talking about gratitude, it can't just be, oh, I'm grateful for my job because that doesn't elicit any kind of emotional response. You really need to get into the nitty gritty because that evoking of that memory will release those hormones that are known to put you in a better mood. And so finally, I want to talk about surrounding yourself with positive reminders Some people call these affirmations. I'm not a fan of affirmations because, again, I feel like many times people just print something off the internet, Pinterest, Instagram. They read them out loud every day. I am strong. I am beautiful. I'm amazing. (laughs) And your brain is like, no, you're not. No, you're not. (laughs) And so it feels like you're lying to yourself. And so every time I ask someone, whether they've experienced what their experience with affirmations are, it's not, I always get mixed reviews. And it's usually because people don't believe some of the things that they're saying. But what I like to do and what I like to say is use reminders. Our brains are very, very fickle when it comes to amazing things that we've done, but very tenacious when it comes to the negative things that we've done. So we hold on to the negative things or the unpleasant things, and we forget very quickly the positive things. And so reminders are so important. And so just this morning, my daughter, as I was having my quiet time and reading and all of that, my daughter came and she, you know, she was hanging out with me and I had a Supergirl t-shirt on. And so she's like, oh, mommy, are you, is that, does that say Supergirl? I was like, yeah, it says Supergirl, that this was actually what I was wearing the day after I gave birth to you because I wanted to remind myself how strong I had been (laughs) going through labor and delivery and all of that. And she was like, oh, mommy, you're awesome. Mommy, you are Supergirl. She's like, mommy, I care about you. Mommy, you are unstoppable. Whoa. (laughs) Oh my goodness. If I was having a bad day up until then, those reminders put me in such a good mood. And I, you know, gave her a big hug and I said, yeah, you're right. Thank you. And I, you know, and I gave her affirmations as well. I sort of reminded her a lot of what she said are things that we say to them, her and her brother. And so she was repeating that she was just reminding me of how super, how she said, mommy, you're the best. You're the best mom. And so how many times are we, you know, missing out on these reminders because we just choose not to be intentional about paying attention to them? 
right? It took a four-year-old this morning to remind me of how awesome, you know, not to sound conceited or anything, but you're pretty awesome too. And maybe you need to sit down and really think about all the things that you've gone through, all the things that you've pulled through, right? Maybe you need to sit down and make a list and not just printing something off the internet that isn't attached to anything substantial, It's important for you to actually tack these on to something that has happened in the past for it to be meaningful, for you to believe it, right? So affirmations, yes, they have their place, but I find reminders far more powerful than just printing off random positive affirming statements. When they are connected to a memory, when they're connected to something that you have actually experienced in the past for real, oh, they're so much more powerful and so much more meaningful. At the end of the day, like I say, you're going to feel off, right? No matter how much you do to work on yourself, to work on your thoughts, to work on being positive, to work on making those changes so that you're happy with the way life is going, you're going to have off days. Life is going to be frustrating. It's going to throw you curveballs. There are going to be moments where you're not even sure what's the point of putting all this effort because you're not really seeing the results that you want to see. But one thing I really love to remind my clients about is that emotions like this are like a wave. Imagine a wave of an ocean. Emotions will come and they will go. Some waves are more longer lasting than others, but the truth is they're going to come and they're going to go. But imagine yourself a surfer. Imagine yourself surfing on these waves, right? You're going to need a surfboard to prevent you from being pulled under by the power of this these waves, right? If you don't have a surfboard, you're going to be pulled down into that spiral of negativity. And your surfboard are some of these things that I've mentioned. You're going to probably come up with a list of other things that you will add to create that surfboard for yourself. So starting with getting enough sleep, starting with practicing daily gratitude, surrounding yourself with positive reminders, right? You're going to create your own surfboard. For some of my clients, it's having music playing throughout the house. For some of them, it's going out gardening. For some of them, it's taking a walk, a 30-minute walk every day. So you need to create your own surfboard such that when those bad days come, when those hard days come, when you're feeling off, you have your surfboard to prevent the weight of all of that from pulling you down under. And so to end this podcast with a quote, this quote is by Germany Kent, who is an award-winning TV host. She's a businesswoman. She's a philanthropist. She's a former beauty queen. And she says, it's a funny thing about life. Once you begin to take note of the things you're grateful for, you begin to lose sight of the things that you lack. And oh, that rings so, so, so true for me because I have personally experienced it. When I focus on the things I have, I lose sight of the things that I don't have. And I really hope that you'll take this to heart. You'll get your sleep, you'll practice gratitude, and you remind yourself how awesome you are. And no matter how you're feeling today, remember that I stay fiercely, fiercely advocating for your happiness. If you want to carry on this conversation, send me a DM on Instagram or even on LinkedIn. You can comment on any of my posts or send me a message. 
I read all my messages, I reply all my messages, and I would love to connect with you. I'd love to hear from you. What does your surfboard look like? Are there things in your life that you turn to whenever you feel like the weight of everything is getting you down? Is there something that you consistently will turn to to keep you from falling down the spiral of negativity? I hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next time, be sure to take care of yourself. Bye. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Yuan Di, on the Happy Without Medicine podcast this week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could give it a review on Apple Podcast because it helps Happy Without Medicine pop up when other women are searching for ways to find their happiness again. And visit happywithoutmedicine.com to view the complete show notes and other resources mentioned in today's episode. I'll catch you next time.